0: Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, uh, we're talking with Drew Manning. Drew is a health and fitness coach, New York Times bestselling author of Fit to Fat to Fit, host of the Fit to Fat to Fit experiment podcast and motivational speaker. He gained attention of the media when he took the initiative of gaining 75 pounds on purpose to demonstrate to his clients that they could lose all that weight too. He documented every step of the way on his blog and got to experience firsthand, not only the physical changes, in gaining weight, but also the emotional downs that came with it. Despite all the struggles, he's been able to lose all the weight he'd put on. Now he's sharing the secret of his weight loss and proving to everyone that it's not impossible to get fit no matter what. Welcome to the show, Drew. Thanks, James, for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. I think that uh, there's a lot of unique things that, that you've done and there's a lot that us in the health uh, kind of industry can learn from your journey and your processes and things. And we we're kind of just talking about it just before on the show. And I said, look, there's some goal that's being shared. Let's get into it. So let's kind of <laughs> pick back up where we, where we left off. I mm-hmm. asked you, you know, from what you've done, it's, it's obviously a great play for business, but let me ask you again, what got you into it? Was it that you were just kind of sick of people complaining about uh, not getting results? And so you said, that's it. I'm just going to show you how it's done. Was it like, Hey, it'd be a great idea if I get fat and then get fit and show people that it's possible as a marketing stunt? Like what got you into doing this? Yeah, so let me kind
1: of start with where it came from. So I grew up in a family of 11 brothers and sisters. We all played sports. I played football and wrestling from a very young age. And so my entire life up until that point was, I was in shape and my mentality was, it's super easy to get in shape. All you do is eat healthy food and you go to the gym and it's not that hard, right? And I became a personal trainer because of my passion for fitness. And here I was, someone who had never been overweight a day in my life trying to help people who had been overweight pretty much the majority of their life. And, and what did I know? I knew how to write meal plans and workouts and say, here you go, do this, and then you'll get results. And they would struggle to follow those meal plans. They would f- struggle to do those workouts consistently because this would happen or that would happen. And I'm like, you guys, just put down the junk food, go to the gym. It's like, why do you keep you know struggling with this? Because in my mind, I'm like, you guys, it's so simple. And then I, I started training my brother-in-law at the time who he was the one who kind of told me, you know, Drew, you don't understand what it's like. Like for you, it's been easy your whole life. But for me and people like me, it's way harder than you think. And when he said that, I kind of took that to heart. I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right. And maybe I, as the trainer or the coach, need to learn something. So I was thinking of ideas. How can I better relate to my clients? How can I get a better understanding? And then one, one of these days, this idea popped up into my head. It was like a light bulb moment where I was thinking, and then boom, this, this idea of getting fat on purpose, it made sense in my head. I thought, this feels like a calling almost to do. And I decided to do that first journey of Fit to Fight to Fit, where for six months, I stopped exercising, ate an unrestricted diet, gained 75 pounds in six months, was truly humbled. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be, but my eyes were finally opened, and it gave me a whole new perspective of what I was missing, as a trainer, as a coach before, because I had not had any experiences other than what my experiences were. And that was, it's easy to get fit until I did that first fit to to fit experience. And that's where the story went viral, you know, organically. I didn't have a marketing team. I didn't have a PR team, you know, nothing. I just kind of did the journey in hopes to gain a better understanding. And then boom, before you know it, Dr. Oz, Jay Leno, Good Morning America, book deal, TV show here in America. It just, it kind of blew up because I think of how humbled I was and how much harder than I ever expected it to be. And I think it just made me more relatable at the end of the day. What was hard? Talk us through that. It was, it was more so the mental and emotional aspect. So as I was gaining weight, I, obviously physically I knew what was gonna happen. Man boobs, big gut, big butt, like the body would start to gain a lot of fat. What I wasn't prepared for was how it was gonna affect me mentally and emotionally. So up until this point, you gotta understand, my identity was based off of my body. So I was Drew the fit guy, that was my identity, so my body image was my self image, mm. and so when I became overweight for the first time, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you, I, James. I freaked out. I wanted to go up to strangers in public and explain to them, "Hey guys, I'm not really overweight. This is just an experiment. Let me get, let me show you my before picture. Let me show you what I really look like. like this isn't me." Yeah. Because I was so uncomfortable, so I had low self esteem, you know, low confidence in myself, and I, it was very uncomfortable for me because my body image was my self image. But guess what? The opposite of that is true too. People so much value on our outward appearance right they, they tell you you're only of value to the society if you look a certain way if you're an instagram model if you're you know 10 body fat like and so people think they need to get that to look that way in order to be accepted by society and therefore there's a lot of self-hate and shame and guilt with when people have larger bodies and so the, this whole journey was way more mental and emotional than i expected and that's where the greatest lessons were learned which i wrote about in my first book Fit to fit to Fit, which became a New York Times bestseller, probably because of that.
0: Do you think that, and this is just, you know, I kind of feel like I know the answer, but I want to, want to kind of ask it anyway and kind of dive into it because I've, is it, there's a point in my head of where I want to take you with this. I think this is an sure. amazing, amazing concept. <laughs> Do you think that a lot of the struggle came from what you saw of yourself and were telling yourself about it as you started to change? What the people around you were saying or who you then uh, kind of started the group that you were becoming more associated with or you know also biochemically the, the crap you're putting in your body affecting you what what do you think was playing the, the most effect on how you were feeling because i think that what's interesting and, and i'll kind of give you some context is i yeah. see the same thing in people who are struggling to be successful i think yeah. success it doesn't matter what it is whether it's physical body money, it doesn't matter. And I see this a lot. And the change that for me happened when I stopped seeing myself as a certain way. And Tony Robbins taught me this, which was to see who I am and I'm going to be mm-hmm. like it's been taken from me, which gave me immense drive to get back to it versus being enrolled in the story of what I am right now. So talk me through that. What do you, what do you think that was the, the biggest influence for you on how you were feeling going through that?
1: I think it's a combination of things. Eating that food, living that way, definitely opened up my eyes. It definitely shifted my perspective of of how I judged other people before that because I didn't think food had that much of an effect on the mind and the the emotional side of a person. When in, in actuality, it really does. And the other thing that I think really changed me was my perception and people's perception of what success looks like in the health and fitness industry. People think success in this industry is to be an Instagram model. Like once you get that body, then you'll be healthy, then you know people will love you, people will accept you, mm. people will be nicer to you, you'll love yourself, you'll be kinder to yourself and all your problems will go away. It's the same thing with entrepreneurs. Once I have this much money, once I have this much fame, once I have these kind of businesses and they're all you know perfect, then I can be happy. And this is the problem with our perception because that's what's fed to us in the media, social media, TV shows, movies, it's what we see that's what ends, and that's what we think success needs to look like, when in reality, you can be successful and happy with where you are now, even though your life isn't perfect. So when people are on a physical fitness transformation, like like I was doing that Fit to fit to Fit experiment, and this is what I tell people now, is people think once I get to the top, then mm. I, I can rest and be happy. But they're at war with themselves up until that point. They hate themselves up until that point. And the problem is a lot of people don't end up making it to the top. And people think that's what life is all about, is getting to the yeah. top. It's about becoming who you're supposed to become on that journey of climbing. Mm. And whoever you're, you know, whether you get to the top or not, doesn't matter, should not matter for your level of happiness. A lot of people think it will. But I promise you, once you get to the top, people who are super rich and super famous, they'll tell you <laughs> that that is not what makes you happy. Same thing with health and fitness. I know a lot of people with 5% body fat that look great as an Instagram model, but still hate themselves, are still miserable. You know, and so this is a myth that we buy into as a society, as a, as a culture, thinking, you know, uh, once this happens, then one day, then I can love myself, then all the, my problems will go away. And before you know it,
0: life's passed you by, and you've been at war with yourself this whole time. Because people have always got something to sell, right? So they got to they got to sell the supplement, they got to sell the the program, they got to sell the dream, and mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's definitely the process of who you become yes. getting there. Like the the thing with me and, and you know why you could say that I've had success in particular areas is because I'm not actually doing it for that. I'm doing yes. it because I just enjoy it and I'm obsessed with it. And you look yes. at anyone who's, you know, who, who's top of their their game, top of their field, whatever it is, a lot of them are just obsessed with the process. Like getting to the gym and doing that sort of thing for me is hard because I just, I don't care about going, whereas my trainer loves it. Dude just loves yeah. being in the gym He's obsessed and yeah. so i'm like i'm going to connect myself with him to get some of that juice so that i can have the health benefits and the productivity benefits that come with being healthy but i'm not inherently obsessed with that that thing and so when we try and do something and we're just we're not obsessed with it i think that we then get disheartened because we don't produce through the outcomes we want we get stressed out by that uh, and then that kind of perpetuates the cycle and i think that especially with with what you were doing uh, i think it's amazing because what it does is it teaches you to empathize with your ideal client, so you know what yes. they're actually going through, because it is easy to lose weight. Just don't eat like crap and go to the gym. Makes sense. Yeah. It is easy to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> Just obsess about it. Get a coach uh, and <laughs> stop watching Netflix. But the difference between knowing and doing, and yeah. feeling and believing, and all of that. And I think that what you know these health professionals listening to this, this show can can take out of this is, guys, we we are often the healthy ones. We are the ones who have overcome the chronic pain. We're the ones who know the nutrition, fix the, the back pain. And so it's easy for us on the other side of the fence, especially if we've never been there ourselves. If you don't have that background story, it's sometimes hard to relate to people. And so it's about going and actually understanding what's stopping this person from actually just doing the things that they know they need to do. Like at the end of the day, most people know what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not yeah. that they don't know. It's that they just can't do it, not because of an actual obstacle other than the obstacle that's going on in their own, own head. So I, I, yeah, I bet it would have been really eye-opening for you. But I've also bet that it's meant that you can relate to, to clients a lot better. You can tell better stories and you can motivate them to get outcomes. Because the biggest thing that I've noticed for my journey in healthcare is it's not about getting someone started per se, it's about getting them to follow through. Like you can get yep. someone to buy. Think about gyms, right? <clears throat> I feel like, yep. I don't know if it's true, I feel like <laughs> gyms make most of their money from people buying a gym membership and then never yeah. going. So true. It's so easy to buy a gym <laughs> membership and buy the pants yeah. and buy the shoes. But it's about that follow-through. So how has this helped you with getting your clients to follow through uh, and get outcomes or at least connect with them about what they really want so that you can actually yeah. help them get what they, what they want and what they need? It totally shifted And I had way more of a focus now
1: on the mental and emotional side of transformation. So helping people overcome their mental and emotional challenges versus like, all right, you're struggling. Let's change up your diet. Let's change up your macros. Let's change up your calories, change up your workouts. And if we do these tweaks, something will work eventually to where your body will start to respond and you'll lose the weight and then you'll be happy again. So, so most people struggle, in my opinion, on the mental and emotional side of transformation. That's where they need the help. Like you said, it's not a lack of knowledge. They could go to Google and figure out how to do the keto diet or the paleo diet or whatever the diet is, and they could learn how to work out if they really wanted that access to that information. It's more so, okay, you know, what is keeping me from living this lifestyle every single day? And if you look at yourself, you're going to eventually figure out that it's some type of emotional trauma or challenge or stress in your life that triggers you when that when those emotions come up of that trauma or challenge in life, something has happened at some point where you gravitate towards maybe comfort food or maybe alcohol or maybe drugs or maybe Netflix, and you distract yourself from dealing with that trauma or challenge. And so it's easier to numb yourself with these substances than it is to face it, figure it out, learn how to let it go, be at peace with it. And then from there, realize that you're worth, you are worthy of living a healthy lifestyle. And that's what stops a lot of people is because at the subconscious level, they really do believe that they are not worthy, or they don't deserve to be happy or to be healthy. And so that keeps a lot of people from actually living this lifestyle consistently because they self-sabotage. And it Mm. becomes a reoccurring pattern in the brain, where these neural pathways tell them the same story over and over again. And they'll do a diet, they'll lose a few pounds, then they'll you know, something, some challenge will happen and then they'll give in and they'll go back to their old ways. And they're like, see, I told you so. You're never going to be able to do this. And then people start to believe that story. And then 20, 30, 40, 50 years of this, now they're trying to kind of willpower their way (laughs) to overcome that. It just doesn't happen that way. That's not how we're wired. So you have to almost rewire your brain in a sense to see yourself and your situation through a new perspective or a new perception so, that you can overcome those emotional challenges. And this is where I'm trying to do uh, something that's really, no one really talks about in the health and fitness industry per se, because it's all about diet and calories and macros mm-hmm. and supplements. It's, it's bringing in these tools on the mental and emotional side to help people overcome those challenges so that the physical side will eventually, you know, um, they'll be able to be consistent once they overcome those mental, emotional, spiritual issues that, they've, that they haven't really dealt with. Because they, yeah. they see physical transformation as this thing over here. that's like, all right, diet, exercise, okay, I'll do that. But they don't see how all of those are intertwined. And physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all those pillars need to be in alignment. Because if you focus just on one, we see this in the entrepreneurial world. People will sacrifice their health to gain wealth. But then they, their body goes to hell. <laughs> you know. And then now that they have time and wealth, now they're like, okay, I need to get my health back. Let me focus on health. And you see people in the fitness world that sacrifice you know, their wealth in a sense to get health and they look great, but then they don't know how to monetize their business or they don't, they don't know how to be successful as a, as a dad or an entrepreneur or a business owner. And, and so if you can focus on all those pillars and find whatever your balance is, that's where you can really be fulfilled. That's where you can really be happy.
0: 100%. An example for me was, was I used to work with a lot of people who had anxiety and I built an, an anxiety program and, and work with a lot of them in my, in my clinic. And there were two distinct categories of people that had anxiety. There was the ones who probably weren't diagnosed, didn't really necessarily consider they had anxiety, they just noticed anxiousness that affected their performance. And it was this thing that got in the way of what they wanted to achieve and they wanted to solve the problem. Their mindset was different. Then there was the category of people where I have XYZ type of anxiety, I've been diagnosed, I've spoken to everyone, it's my story, it's my life. And so when you go up to that person and you say, hey, just do this, this, and this, and it will change and you have whatever you want, <laughs> they don't. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got the other group <laughs> who does. And so from a business standpoint, yeah. you know, you begin to focus on those who actually just follow through. You know, the people who, who have the story of it's in the way and I need a solution. Those people need strategy. But the majority of people, especially if you want to go mass market with everything that you're doing, you have to understand from a business sense that most people have stories. Those stories control them. You need to understand yeah. those stories and help them navigate those stories. And that strategies and tactics are never the answer. It's always mindset first, <laughs> getting them to do it. And then yeah. what's the tactic? Because everyone says, I'm going to do fitness is a great example of this. Yeah, How you do your bicep curl is how I've got massive guns. You know, you don't want to look like Arnold. you got to work out like this, work out like that. It's like, no, you got to absolutely obsess plus juice and do some other stuff. And then you'll look like Arnold. But it, the key thing comes to obsession. It's not how he's doing his bicep curls. People look for tactics. They look for strategies. I'm going to do this diet. I'm going to do that diet. Yeah. Uh, and 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 obviously in health it's the same thing in a business especially it's the same thing. So many of the people that I talk to who want to grow their health businesses, they're looking for the tactic. They're looking for the strategy. Facebook ads, yeah. this thing, that thing. It's like it's <laughs> bullshit. It's it's not that. It's yeah. it's your head game first. Once you know what you're trying to achieve, what your purpose is, then. We then start to fill in the strategy which produces the result and reinforces for us the mindset that gets us the success. It's an interesting thing. And I learned a lot of this from Tony Robbins, right? After the fact, of course, you struggle <laughs> and you hustle and then you figure it out. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. So, how, how have you gone about using this in a business sense? Like, what have you, because you're doing it again, right? You're going back through the, the fat, fit, fit.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm 30 pounds up so far in, in one month of, of my 2nd fit to fat to fit journey. And uh, I, I guess let me back up and talk about the evolution of the business side of this really mm. quick in a nutshell. So Yay. back in 2011, social media wasn't what it is today, right? So I didn't know what I was doing. I got lucky, I really did. It took off, wrote a book. The book turned into a TV show where we had two seasons on A&E out here in the US of my TV show. But from there, even still, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Business wise, I didn't know how to monetize my business. I had, I honestly had no idea what I was doing to, uh, up for the first five or six years. Um, I think that's really relevant because sometimes a lot of entrepreneurs think, okay, week one, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, I got this great strategy, and this applies to what you were just saying. I had the passion, I had the obsession with what I wanted to do, I had the goal in mind, but I didn't know the how. And the how didn't just happen, I didn't figure out the how until, like I said, five or six years later where eventually I knew what I wanted my content to be. And then from there, started creating programs. And then from there, teamed up with a marketing team that knew how to market what I was doing in areas that I had no expertise. But it was that combination of once I knew, once I was aligned with my message, once I knew what my purpose was, I could build that into my programs, which set my programs apart from every other program out there. And that's where I really started to pick up some steam, and you know did very well in the, the ClickFunnels world. I see that ClickFunnels plaque back there. Yeah, we did that. I mean, we did awesome. We killed it for about a good two years until Facebook changed, right? <laughs> and then from there, it, all of a sudden overnight, there goes you know 90% of my income because it was all Facebook ads at that point. But anyways, why am I doing this again? I started my second Fit to Fit to Fit experiment, like I said, one month ago. And this time it's called Fit to Fit to 40, by the way. And I felt like this time around in 2020 versus 2011, I could make way more of an impact I can make this journey way more educational way more inspirational so much more data to track and with social media being what it is today I could touch so many more people's lives versus in 2011 it was literally Facebook and posting videos and pictures and that's it there was no Instagram live like there's no there's none of this what we're doing right now like I couldn't you know uh, put this out there to the masses uh, like I can now, and so I figured, why not do it again as a forty-year-old? So tapping into that demographic, but this time around, I, I can take all the things I didn't know how to do, and that I know I know how to do now, and apply it to this journey. Where this time around, I have a, have a PR team, I have a marketing team, and I have a film crew following me around, documenting the whole thing. You know, having a PR team reaching out to inter- to do interviews, podcasts, TV shows, radio. And then I have a marketing team on the back end to make it more organized and to have my business model implemented into this whole thing. Because last time, I had all these eyes, had all this engagement, but I didn't know how to capture any of that data. I was like, okay, cool. Go to my website, check it out. And I have some Google ads on there. <laughs> like, like, That was it. And I didn't really have the, the business mindset yet. Uh, but this time around, I definitely wanted to make more of an impact. And this time around, it's not so much about me learning, me needing to learn what it's like to be overweight, because I already learned that. This time around, it's more of a vehicle to get my message across. And my yeah. message is one of empathy. Bringing awareness of the importance of empathy in the fitness industry is something that in 2020, we need more empathy now more than ever. You yeah. know, whether you're in New Zealand or the USA, there's so much division, there's so much hate and fear and anxiety and worry. And I feel like empathy is one of those things that could be a game changer in so many ways across the world, but specifically in the fitness industry where people who are larger, who struggle with weight, they're labeled as lazy or they're labeled as this or that. And I feel like if we could be more empathetic, you know, those people, and this is one thing I live by, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care first. So you can have all the knowledge, all the certifications, all the scientific knowledge to know how to fix someone. But if they don't feel like they can trust you, if they don't feel like they can relate to you or connect with you and you're not relatable to them, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have because people aren't just buying your knowledge, they're buying you. Do you really care about someone? or Are you in this just for the money? People are going to be able to pick up on that. So that's why you have to find your purpose. You have to be aligned with your true authentic self as you come across, as you're doing these Facebook lives, as you're doing podcasts, as you're creating programs. What is it about me that people are going to want to invest in or relate to? And so this is what fit to fit to fit is all about is, is leading with empathy and building that relationship of trust. Because now people are more willing to trust me because they know I'm not just right off the bat trying to sell them something. They know that this is about connection. This is about change. This is about empathy. And that's something that I think, like I said, this world need, needs more of. And that's, for me, how I've been able to create that relatability factor with my clients, and my followers, is because... You know, I don't just say, "Hey guys, I'm I'm a keto guy. Here's my programs. Buy my programs," <laughs> you know. And so, this is kind of what I've learned over the years since fit to fit to fit. This is what I'm doing again, as a second time as a 40 year old.
0: Yeah, I love that. I and I'm a huge advocate for this, is that social media is the platform where you can connect with people. But to make it work, you need to understand your ideal client, what they're thinking, feeling, experiencing, so you can speak their language. Because anyone can buy a course, buy a program, buy a service, and and not get an outcome. Anyone can produce those things too. It's commoditized. Knowledge is is free. You can YouTube 99% of anything and learn anything, right? But why are some people successful in their businesses and others aren't, even though one might have more knowledge than the other? And I get this a lot in healthcare, right? People have the entire alphabet after their name. They're the expert, but they're the classic (laughs) broke expert. Because you know, there's a there's there's a reason why certain people are viewed as authorities, and, and others are just the expert. And it's because knowledge it has been commoditized. It's it's everywhere. And what people are looking for is guidance and insight. They're wanting to know what you think and feel. They're wanting to connect with you to lead them because we don't need information like we've like we've discussed. We need leadership. We need guidance. We need someone to understand me and what I'm going through to help me to get to where I want to be uh, with what I need. And so. I see it a lot with when we're marketing and and things like that, you can market the service and then you can just connect with the audience and engage with them. (laughs) And that always pays dividends long-term versus focusing on the tactic. It comes back to it, right? It's it's mindset tactics, strategy, what's important. It's your headspace. And then the rest of it follows, you know what I mean? So I love as well that, that you came to this after a lot of people do, Think to themselves, okay, great. I'm going to put on a whole lot of weight. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do that thing. And it doesn't work out. And it definitely doesn't have the same impact because there's no authenticity to it. People can see through it. When you're authentic in who you are on social media, for example, who you are in your business, who you are with your clients, it's easy to maintain. You can sustain that because it's just you. You're not pretending to be something. And too many people are trying to be the influencer sitting on Lamborghinis, you know, doing (laughs) butt photos on Instagram to try and get followers. And it's like, if that's who you are, amazing. Be you. But yeah. most people are not yeah. that. And Gary exactly. talks about it, right? They're doing posts to get likes, not to, to get engagement. Yeah. It's yeah. so true. I think it just comes down to knowing who you are, right? People
1: think, I want to make money. Well, why? I don't know. Because I think that's going to make me happy. <laughs> you know? exactly. So they'll do these yeah. crazy things, whatever it takes to get money, to get followers, to get likes. But there's no purpose. There's no fulfillment there. And eventually, they're going to figure that out. Even if they make a ton of money, which you still can't. There's a ton of ways to make money without ever being truly aligned with your true self but I promise you you as you get older and wiser you learn that's not fulfilling to me like what is my purpose what, what makes me different like why am I here to serve? am I here to help people like what, what is my purpose? and I feel like that's kind of lacking sometimes where people just don't know yet and that's okay it took me a good 35 years of my life to really figure out who I who I really am. Right. Mm. And so I went on a journey and I wore a lot of masks throughout the way to pretending I was this or pretending I was that trying to fit in. And, and that's just part of life until experiences will eventually shape your beliefs. And then, you know, your mess kind of becomes your message and your stand what you stand for becomes your brand. And that's where it starts to be really fulfilling, you know, on this, on this entrepreneurship journey.
0: Yeah. Once I think you understand what, what you stand for, it also becomes very easy to ignore bullshit like yes, the haters <laughs> yeah you get you get caught up in that world and you start to try and be vanilla because you're worried about judgment and when in actual fact that then flattens your business because it's the peaks of I'm this I stand for this that draws people into you and it's easier to divide divide and conquer, I suppose. It's easier to divide and say, this is what I stand for. This is who I am. This is what we're about. And people relate to that. So there's advantages to it, not only internally for going after what you want and getting up every day and doing it because you're being authentic, but also positioning yourself in the market from a business standpoint. Dividing is is super important because too many of us, we worry about what people are going to think, what professionals are going to think. And we then don't stand up for who we are in our business. We don't uh, try and separate ourselves out based on personality. And we try and be fancy with our niche. We try and be fancy with, you know, I have this technique, I have this strategy again, it's strategies. It's so funny how it comes back to that. Right. We try and be fancy with yeah. our strategy instead of being yeah. just being, I'm different because this is me. So I love your message. What's, um, as we wrap up here, what's one thing that house that professionals can do this week? Do you think to, to impact more people and, uh, and have more success in their business? Oh, man. It, it
1: kind of goes with what I just said recently, is 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 knowing who you are, knowing what separates yourself from, from everyone else. And maybe, you know, I don't expect people to do what I'm doing to gain a new perspective. But there are other ways that you can think of outside of the box that helps to give you that better understanding. And so look for those unique ways instead of like, all right, what's everyone else doing? You know, maybe I'll just do what everyone else is doing. And maybe people will pick up on me. I feel like find it, what separates you from everyone else in your industry, you know? And, and like you said, it is you, it is me, but who are you? Do you know who you are? <laughs> or are you just kind of who you're told to be from all the you know, education you have and all the messaging and programs that you've been programmed with? Like, who are you and what makes you different? I think that's kind of where a self-reflection, a self-discovery journey needs to happen at some point in your life so that you really are living your purpose, so that you are really doing something that, you, that brings you fulfillment, and um, you know, this is where the journey of whether entrepreneurship or a health and fitness journey of wanting to lose weight is kind of very similar where it entails the mental, emotional, almost spiritual side of you to come into play and, and have those things aligned versus like my entrepreneurship is a separate journey from my physical journey, from my family journey. You should be the same person in all those areas of your life. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I would say is go through some kind of self discovery process to figure out who you are versus you know who you've been programmed to think you are. So yeah. uh, for me, to be honest with you, because I know we're running out of time, but like I had to hit rock bottom in my marriage. I was married for ten years, went through a divorce, went through a transition of my religion, where I was one religion my whole life for thirty four years, thirty five years of my life. Hit rock bottom, left my religion, uh, went through a divorce, and that in a way forced me to start that self-discovery process of like, okay, who am I without this marriage and this religion that has taught me how to think for the first 30 plus years of my life? And it was painful, it was scary, it was dark, it was hard. And uh, I was willing to put in the work with therapists, life coaches, reading books, listening to podcasts, diving into a whole other world that I didn't really know existed to then eventually come out of it on the other side to know who I really am. And that's where my business, honestly, took off. More mm-hmm. so than Fit to fit to Fit. When Fit to to Fit first happened, I was definitely wearing a mask. And I I still got success in that. But it wasn't until I truly found out who I was that my messaging, my branding started to align mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically uh, with my true self. And then that's where things started to take off. So I wish I wish it were just as simple as take this pill, do this diet and read this (laughs) book and you'll be successful and happy for the rest of your
0: life. But uh, unfortunately, you got to do the work. You got to do your own journey. I liken it to kind of aligning uh, insight. And, and it's a, it's a hard concept for, unless you've felt it, it's a hard concept to understand this, uh, but I get you with, w- with what you're saying, right? It's like, yeah. you're feeling it here and it's just in your chest. Or for me, it's in my chest. It's like, boom, that's it. Like it just, it's all from here. Energy is driven. I'm being pulled so to speak to where I'm going rather than having to push and hustle to get there and it's very easy to make decisions like no nah, that's not a good fit yep this is let's go it's easy because I'm, I'm aligned and I think that it's an amazing piece of advice we need to be working on what's our purpose who are we in this what are we trying to achieve and make sure these things line up in an authentic way because it's easy to ma- maintain grow and, and leverage Thank you so much for coming on the show. Today was an awesome episode. I think that uh, it's a bit different with what we talked about, but I think it's it's super pertinent for people listening because that's the point of the show is bringing on people that are doing different things and saying why they're having success. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is it about them and what they're doing? And so this has been powerful. Thank you so much. Where can our audience connect with you online?
1: Yeah, so my social media is all fit. Number two, fat, number two, fit. That's on this, all the same on all platforms. And then if you want to follow my new journey, that's at fit2fat240.com, to to either 40 or dot com. You can follow my new journey as
0: it's happening. And um,
1: yeah, that's pretty much it. So thanks, James. Amazing. We'll you again.
0: Thank you so much. Um, we'll definitely be having chats in the future. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You take care. Thank you. See you. Now, if you want to find out more information on how you can grow your healthcare business, I want you to get a copy of my book. and You can visit practicemasterymethod.com where I talk about the nine accelerators on how to grow a seven-figure healthcare business or add seven figures to your revenue. There are free training, there's free resources that will be shared in the show notes as well. So go and check those out. Uh, And as always, keep at it, keep hustling because we've got people to help, money to make and freedom to have. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who wanna know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention. Because as a listener of the show i want you to win and so i've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show so if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business marketing and sales all on your own and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel i want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider And there you will find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi six, even seven figure practice just like I did, but with a 10th of the time and a 10th of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business. And I wanna share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show and i'll see you on the next episode